Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of Life is No Coincidence, The Life and Afterlife Connection, and also The Living Spirit, Answers to Healing and Infinite Love, which share stories of spiritual awakening, communication, healing, energy, and miracles to attune your energy, your intuition to a higher consciousness and awareness of human and spiritual forces. And today I am delighted to welcome Kimberly Kelly, M.D., author of The Road to Mana, Finding Healing Happiness on the Road to Life, which describes how to approach challenges. Hello, Dr. Kelly, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. Aloha, Cheryl. Nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Kimberly, as listeners of Healing from Within are well aware, my guests and I share intimate experiences and insights into the world of both physical and energetic aspects of a very complicated dynamic of life, helping us to self-investigate and discover the means to master our emotions and thoughts so we can begin to create our healthiest and happiest life experience. In today's episode of the show, Dr. Kimberly Kelly describes five people from different walks of life all struggling with difficult life events who find themselves together for one week at a Hawaiian retreat where they learn to cherish the simple treasures of life as the caretaker, sister, intertwines hope and enlightenment into their reality. Kimberly, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person maybe a place, event, something that may have signaled to them or others the values, lifestyle, perhaps work they might pursue as an adult, for it seems the imprint and destiny and life challenges are programmed within the soul from the very start of our lives. So think back for a minute. Oh, that's an easy one. That's an easy one. I... I remember when I was a little girl, um, I was in elementary school, and I they sent a note home to my mom saying that I needed to get a pair of glasses and that I, my vision was poor. And so when I finally went to the optometrist and I got my glasses, it was like as if a whole new world had opened up to me. I uh, I didn't know that I couldn't see. <laughs> I thought everything was blurry for everybody, but uh. it wasn't. And when I... But when I got those new lenses, it allowed me to see the world differently. It was much more crisp and, and clear. And since that time, I knew that I would always wanted to, to help people. I initially wanted to help people to have vision. Um, but then as time went on, and so I knew that I needed to go to medical school to do that, or so that's what I thought. I thought, you know, I told my, my parents, well, I want to help people. And they said, well, then you need to go to medical school. So I did. But as I've grown in my um, in my own personal life and, and also in my professional life, I've learned that it wasn't necessarily going to medical school, but it was indeed trying to help and heal people. And so now I'm you know my my life is very diverse in that I'm trained in Western medicine, but my heart calls me to help to heal in a in a totally different direction, which is a more holistic approach, which is a little um, 
unusual for a person with my background. Yeah, it's alternative healing, <laughs> holistic, integrated yeah. healing. Yes. It's spiritual yes. soul healing because the mind, yes. body, and soul work together. And without that connection, there is not healing. And a certain part of us could be healed. Perhaps the body could still have a situation going on, but another part of us could be healed and see things with a new perspective, and and that's what true healing is, and you discovered that. And you were born with perhaps that little challenge at the beginning, which which made you see, you know, beyond the blurriness, you could see the truth. I was sick a lot as a child, too, because I was very sensitive, empathic, and I was feeling a lot of people's upset, whether it was emotional or physical. And uh, they just kept giving me antibiotic. <laughs> well, she has a stomach, oh she has a strep throat, or she has a... You know, it was just... But it really wasn't necessary they were not working with what we're talking about here so thank you for telling me that story it makes great sense now let's go on to your professional life and how you got to Hawaii <laughs> well actually I was born and reared um, in the Midwest a small town in Ohio and as I said I was um, I'm an anesthesiologist by trade and I was uh, living very comfortably. I had children. I was married, um, working in the community, giving back and serving in that capacity. But I grew more and more disenchanted and, in a sense, restless because I didn't feel that I was contributing in the way that I truly should have been able to contribute. I just, my, my soul wasn't happy right. is the bottom line. And so yeah. I had a, I had a transition and I, I I had a little talk with the universe, and I said, "Do listen, you can take all of this away. Just you promised me peace and joy and happiness, and I have these material things, but I'm really not happy. And so you have to be careful what you wish for or what you put out in the universe, <laughs> because um, because everything changes. Things, yeah, <laughs> the, it changed almost overnight. And so I found myself uh, going through a personal transition, divorce, and I had my I had three children, but the two youngest. The oldest one was already out of the house. The two youngest, we came to Hawaii um, to get away. I had heard about Hawaii and had traveled here even and and was always happy when I came to land um, in Hawaii. And, oh, you know, I, the water, the fresh air, um, the mountains, all of those things were very, very healing to me during this um, crisis, I'll say, in my life. And so that's where we came. And that's where we've been ever since, and um, not looking back. And, no, there's nothing um, to look back. Yeah, every, there's no loss. And, uh, Everything is an opportunity. And you and uh, Hawaii's beautiful. I was there two years yes. ago. It is a very yes, special, is. special yeah, energy there and beauty. So it, you're very lucky mm-hmm. to be there. Let's go on to talk about the characters in your book. And uh, do you relate to each of them? Do you have some condition within your own awareness that relates to each of them? Um, well, thank you for asking. That's a very interesting question. And really, in a sense, each of the characters represent a certain time, a certain period in my life. Mm. Um, so it's it's not a it yeah it's, it's um, I'm not saying it's an autobiography, but there have been. 
um, each of the characteristics of each of the characters, I, I can see myself in each one of them at different times in my life, in my 20s, in my 30s, in my 40s. and um, So that's really what each character represents. And also I have, you know, very close friends and, and family members, and I was just trying to get a way to, to, to share these tools and techniques, the things that have helped me. And so I kind of wanted to be clever as a writer and, and make each of the tools a character. And so really each each character represents a healing modality or something that helped me in my journey, something that helped me along the way. And so that's what I'm trying to share in the in the book. It's a story, most, um, and a very nice story, uh, but it also um, gives you some tools. Each of the characters represents a tool. Or a yeah, technique. like there's something Lou. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's tell our authors some of the characters. There's only five, so we can do this. There's Lou, who's a veteran husband and father with PTSD, a very common mm-hmm. problem. You can have PTSD without having been a soldier or veteran or gone to war. You can have a traumatic situation in your life, and, and it can present with uh, the symptoms and the difficulties. And then there's Sarah, a physician who seems happy <laughs> on the outside, but this may be you, but is it experiencing mm-hmm. burnout? <laughs> and then, and then there's Nora and mm-hmm. Rico, R E I K O, and then, mm-hmm. and then uh, the caretaker's sister. So tell us something about and, these characters. So, and then there's um, there's also one more. There's also one more uh, character there. Um, in addition to, to those that you mentioned. And he's a farmer, and his name is Ira. And what I was trying to do with his character is he um, did very well. He had three sons. He was older and wanted to turn over the business to his sons, and he felt betrayed. And what I'm trying to share is oftentimes in our community, we don't, um, we don't honor our elders, and that can be problematic and also very hurtful. And so that's one of the characters, Farmer. And Farmer knew the land, and so he really represents nutrition and how we need to feed our souls, not just with all the five food groups that are on our plate, but we need to feed our souls in, in other ways, with relationships and companionships. So that's what that's what, uh, that's what Farmer or Ira represents. You know, it's funny. Uh, farmer Ira, <laughs> my first boyfriend was Ira. Who was really? I, who I, yes, who I met. I always have synchronicity and coincidences with my guests, and and he was studying uh, agriculture, and ended up oh, wow. ha- having a ranch out west. And he was truly a soul dedicated to to living close to the land, and to nature, mm-hmm. and 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 knew his soul, had a great awareness of who he was. And so I loved reading that this this farmer had you know was named Ira, and it brought back very <laughs> pleasant memories for me because that name is not too common anymore, right? Oh, so it was a lot of it was a lot of fun for me. Now, can you give us five secrets to refresh, rejuvenate, restore? from a holistic perspective, no matter what the reason for the damaged state of being. And let me say, there's no one on the planet who does not have, who has not experienced some trauma 
who doesn't have a health issue, a relationship issue, a work issue, or a challenge, because that's why we're here. We're here for the soul to experience life, so we have choices to perhaps do it a different way than we may have done it before, and to grow in more compassion and love. So this is really a journey, physical life, through a soul perspective in this physical world. So uh, give us some of your secrets for refreshing, rejuvenating, or restoring from a holistic perspective. Well, thank you. I I really liked uh, what you said about these lessons and choices that we have. Because the universe, I believe, has given us everything that we need, but oftentimes we're too busy to stop and listen to that inner voice within, uh, that all-knowing, all-wise voice. Uh, but at any rate, there are five little secrets that, that, that I like to talk about. And one of them, as I mentioned earlier, was the nutrition. And it's not necessarily what's on your plate, but it's the companionship and those relationships. It's that that is what will feed your soul more than anything. I can remember as a little girl going out and I would play all day and I never ate. I never got hungry because my soul was, was filled with joy from my, my friends. Um, mm. the, the other one was, um, we talk about, we talk about movement and not necessarily exercise, but we just have to stay in motion. Something that, um, what is it, uh, stays in motion, something that, Stays in motion will always be in motion. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so as we as we as we grow older, that's a quantum physics. We, yeah, it's physics. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And so we have to continue to to you know to to move our bodies um, and to continue to even if it's just to walk. They have this thing now about the ten thousand steps and all of that, which is which is really great. But we do have to continue to move and flex our bodies as we as we as we grow into them. Um, the the I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's all right. I was thinking, oh, okay. I was just thinking to myself, as a child, I was uh, always running, and my feet, like, yeah. almost never touched the ground, and I didn't eat much, because <laughs> you're right, we were so joyful. Our spirit was mm-hmm. a little out of our body, probably, because there's a strong connection to spirit when you're young, and uh, mm-hmm. I could never quite ground myself because I was just so joyful except when I saw painful experiences or people acting a certain way then I would be sad because I knew from within me that they just didn't know the right thing to do and I didn't know how to help them so mm-hmm. that was me as a child so that is about movement when you're happy when you're healthy when your soul connected and aligned to the universe yeah. and, and your purpose in life, you move freely. You move. You yeah. freely. And that is the joy and the peace and the the, the happiness mm-hmm. that just comes. I mean, it's all over your face. Mm-hmm. No one has to ask you or tell you they, they know. Yes. You're, you're radiant when you have that. So That is beautiful. So, just, mm-hmm. so those are, the, those are the, the main ones. But there are others, like, you know, being mindful and... And um, also yoga, but the main one, as I said, is, is, is nutrition. Nutrition, finding a way to, to feed our hearts. Because if we don't feed our hearts, eventually our hearts will fail. They'll be malnourished, and not necessarily from the food that's on a plate, but 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 from the relationships and the companionships that you may have ignored. I agree with you. Yes, 
Let's go mm-hmm. on to the concept of core wellness healing. So uh, CORE, the C-O-R-E is an acronym. The acronym of this is Center of Restorative Energy. And uh, that's what we're all about, helping you to restore from the core. If you're an athlete, everything is about that core, that heart, that central part of you being strong and, and, and being resilient. And so that's the wellness that we like to talk about. Not necessarily, it's not at all pharmaceutical-based at all. The model is different. We actually have an acupuncturist and a holistic leader that does the holistic approach. We have myself, who is more Western-trained, but you know, knows, the, knows the Eastern medicine. And then we have a counselor in the middle, because a lot of our physical ailments have to do with issues that are in our tissues, things that we haven't dealt with long ago as we... When we were children, they they tend to rear their their ugly little heads and yeah, they're and anesthesiology. Yeah, they're yeah, like they in, they're like impressions <laughs> that got yes. put within the cellular yes. structure, and they're blockages, right. they're pain, they're sorrow. That's true. And until we That's release true. it physically, we we're not doing as well as as we should. But you wrote, Kimberly, consider beginning your day by opening your box. Your present, your gift from the universe. Start your day with what you put in the day before. Let this be your foundation. So what you're really saying is we are building. We are creating. We are creating our best reality day by day. And actually, in my new book that's coming out, A New Life Awaits, I suggest that we're creating life that we will find beyond here so it's quite important to address these spiritual uh, needs or that part of ourself and not neglect it now you also talk about this I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, koa wood which is legendary koa. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought this was very lovely it's legendary in Hawaii so can you tell us about that Yes, so the koa wood uh, was used by the uh, ali'i. Ali'i are royalty, or when the um, kingdom was here. That's the wood that the royals used for their boats. They used it for their their um, kitchenware, for bowls, and it was very um, ceremonial, and it was very difficult to harvest. So it was only used um, on special occasions. But the wood is beautiful, and it has the grains are are um, different, but it's very sturdy, and that's what koa wood means. Yeah, and it was taken f- from wood, which sort of has an eternal sense about it, because trees live mm-hmm. a long time, and it was from nature, and it, it was mm-hmm. to instill a connection to the earth and to nature, to the beauty of life. And this soul life was prevalent all through the world in earlier times. We've gotten disconnected from it now, too much with technology and all other aspects of modern life. And that's why I believe we're having so many problems across the planet, because uh, it's really a spiritual problem. not economic, it's not political. Uh, it's not religious. It's really the fact that we need to understand who we are, where we come from, where we're going at the conclusion of this physical life. And uh, I think people in Hawaii probably have a better connection because the place is still so natural 
and so you know <laughs> undamaged by so much of technology. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, obviously, it's, it's changing. Uh, it's becoming certain areas, but not all. Certain Some areas are becoming overcrowded, but you will find that sense of a groundedness and connectivity and honoring, honoring the spirits, honoring Mother Nature, honoring those sacred um, spirits, if you will. And that's the, that's the whole purpose of the word mana, Mana means power and, and energy. It's not something that you can touch. It's something that you have. It's just like the wind. You can feel it, but you can't grab it. You can't, you know, hold on to it. It just, but you know it and you know and feel its power when it's there. And that's what, that's what mana, that's what mana means. And, ma- we're, and mana is also a road that can lead to self-discovery or a forgotten path, which we were just talking about, why the world's having so much trouble, because this path to nature and to spirit, God, the universe, universal energy, healing, true healing, has been lost. So it's ripe again for exploration and self-revelation again, so we can go back to that. But let's go to something. I thought this was very beautiful. Um, You talk about the kupona, the wise elders of Hawaii, who talked about mm-hmm. a tale of a bowl of light, which is the Hawaiian <laughs> tradition. And I believe this is how you connect to your inner self. The question is, how do you connect to your in, inner self? But I, I believe this bowl of light is how you do it. So tell us something about that. So the bowl of light, um, the kapuna are the wise elders, and in Hawaiian tradition, and I'm just going from what I hear, I, I want to always give respect and honor to the Hawaiian uh, cu- culture, and, and so I, I want to make sure that I say it correctly. But in general, every each and every one of us is born with this bowl of light. And and you mentioned earlier in the interview that you know you were very light on your feet and very happy and mm. very joyful. So that that that's our natural state. And when we're young. We can feel as though we can soar with the eagles and swim with the sharks, and we kind of know all things. But as we grow and go through life, sometimes we have things that bother us. Like we said, I said the issues are in our tissues. We have, we have sorrow, we have sadness, we have hurt, we have envy. And if you imagine those things as stones that are in your bowl, well, if those stones are in your bowl, they're gonna weigh they're you down. Yeah, they're gonna weigh right. you down. Weigh you down. And it doesn't allow for your light to show and for your light to beam and be brilliant. But at any time, you have to be aware that you have all the power. You are given the absolute power to control your your life, to control your destiny. So all you have to do is turn the bowl upside down because, and then the light will shine again. And so you can, you can grow because where the stones are, if there's stones, you can't grow. There's no light. There's no movement. There's no growth, there's no life in a stone. So you've got to turn that bowl over That's and hooli hooli, yeah. turn the bowl over, and then you can begin again. And you can do that at any age. It doesn't matter if you're 20. It doesn't matter if you're 80. No. You know what you I've discovered? It's never too late. Yeah. I've discovered that sometimes people are frightened by a person who has so much light, so much joy, so mm-hmm. much positivity, because they really want to be like that. They just don't know how to go about it. 
And it's really quite simple. There's only two emotions, fear mm-hmm. and bliss or joy. And every experience mm-hmm. we have, every interaction is working with those two emotions. So if you have a fear, you will bring more of that to yourself. It is the law of attraction. Correct. And if, yep. you, if you cannot let it go... If you cannot release mm-hmm. it from your cellular structure, if you cannot see it was just a momentary moment in time for you to explore, to feel it, to know it, and then to let it go, then you cannot swing to bliss and joy and happiness and love and positivity, which is all on the positive scale. On the negative side, of course, we have disability, disease, um, Mm -hmm. distress. (laughs) All the dis words would cover pretty pretty much all the pain and fear, correct? So so as as beings of light, because that's what we are, we're all just a soul. We're just all an energy creating this physical light with our thoughts. So we want to get our thoughts in alignment to this light which we are and then try to to when the negative thoughts come in and they will 75% mm-hmm. of our thoughts on any given day are that but we just have to not engage it we have to just feel it mm-hmm. know it let it go and wait for something else that we really need so what would you like readers of your book The Road to Mana to take away with them I would want to them to know that they are empowered personally for their whole wholeness and wellness, and they can connect to the mind, the body, the spirit, and ultimately to be well within. You have the power. Absolutely. Unless you give it away to someone. <laughs> Unless you will last. Right. Do not. Do not. Do not. Just don't give your power away. You know how <laughs> many times a day I say to people that you have this personal power to create a really healthy, beautiful, happy life. I'm not saying challenges won't come in. They certainly will. But but we, it's how we deal with them. It's how we don't go into this me, me, me victim you know, status, right. and we just stay brave, mm-hmm. courageous, loving, and 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 find the peace that is we were born with. We were born with this quality, so we just want to constantly remember that it's ours. It was given to us. It's a gift from the universe or source or God, whatever you see uh, the creative force as, and it really does belong to each of us. So I want to thank you, Dr. Kimberly Kelly, author of The Road to Mana, for writing such a descriptive and beautiful story of the search past the challenges of our lives to find the beauty of our soul connection and alignment to spirit so we may remember who we are and where we come from and to begin to become aware and then accept ourselves and our lives for the gift that they are. To read more about this interesting group of seekers in the story who find ways to deal with fear, pain, sorrow, and loss, purchase the book and go to corewellnesshealing.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have walked along the road to enlightenment with characters from Kimberly Kelly, MD's book, The Road to Mana, and have recognized bits and pieces of our own personalities 
and difficult situations that at times have made living our everyday life possibly excruciatingly painful and disjointed, for in our humanness and personal growth there is conflict, misunderstanding, loss, and every emotion ranging from the most painful to the most blissful. We have found it is in the challenges and have learned to let go so that we can walk along the path of humanness to once again discover the divinity within each of us. Dr. Kelly and I would have you remember Aesop's tale. It goes like this. Let's talk story with Aesop's, with Aesop's tale. There's an old man on the point of death, and he summoned his sons around him to give them some parting <laughs> advice. This was in your book. I liked it. <laughs> he ordered his servants to bring in a bundle of sticks, and he said to his eldest son, Break it. So the son strained and strained, but with all his efforts, he, he, he couldn't break the bundle. The other sons tried, but none of them was successful. And the lesson from this is, when you untie the bundle and you take a stick, it's easy to break it. But when you are united, when the wood was all together, it was so strong and resilient, so union gives strength. So let us as humans unite and find friends, family, and love. Truly honor our spirit and soul, and we will know peace and we will know heaven on earth. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, author of The Living Spirit, and my soon-to-be-released new book, A New Life Awaits. And I invite you to visit my website to read about and listen to the authors and leaders in the spiritual, scientific, metaphysical, religious, educational, medical, psychological, and music and art fields as they share messages of hope, trust, accomplishment, and happiness in living well. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.